Hello, Miss Kapoo. Hello, Brother Kapow. Today's date is February 18, 2019. All day long. Today we're going to talk about, well, stinkiness. It depends on how you look at it. Uh, you can smell sweet, like a sweet fragrance of life to people, or you can um, smell like death. Yeah, that's right. Death is a stench. It's a stench. But in either case, if you're born-again believer in Messiah, you're a sweet smell unto the Lord, even though to those who are perishing, you smell like death. And we're going to explain that to you in great detail. Are we not? Uh, But first I want to say, by the time you listen to this show, either before or immediately right after, I will have posted a little mini documentary on our Facebook page, Fifth Hook Media Facebook. If you don't have Facebook, I commend you, uh, you'll be able to see that. I'll also post it on fifthhookmedia.com fifthhookmedia.com under uh, Mesquite Cafe. And it's a little mini documentary on the making of Mesquite Cafe's cover version of Larry Norman's original song, Why Don't You Look Into Jesus? Those of you who may be a little older and been around some time, remember the late, great Larry Norman. Um, who's many consider the father of Christian rock or whatever. But uh, the man was truly very intelligent, brilliant, spirit-led man who, um, in my opinion, was a prophet. He was way oh, ahead definitely. of his time. Way, he saw stuff that people are just now seeing today. So he was years, light years ahead. And uh, that's why a lot of the church and stuff couldn't accept, <laughs> couldn't accept him, obviously. But anyway, he wrote this song in 72... Um, off an album called Only Visiting This Planet. Just that title right there should show you how, you know, how advanced he was. He was only visiting this planet. Right there he was already talking about he didn't belong in this alien-infested rock. And um, a good little rock and roll song called Why Don't You Look Into Jesus. Apparently the story is as he wrote it about Janis Joplin as he was uh, working with her at a concert and saw her you know, behaving certain ways. And uh, anyway, it's very good. So what we did, Mesquite Cafe, we covered the song. It'll be released in March of this year, next month. And so we tried to keep it, to give it justice, we tried to keep it to the original tone and fervor that Larry did it, but with our little spin. So anyway, it'll be a little documentary. You can see how it's uh, made and what it was about. All right? Is that good, Ms. Capel? That's great. Let us talk about stinky, stinky Christians. Okay? Some stink and some smell. And should I tell the story first or should I read the scripture first? Um, tell the story. Let me tell the story. I got many stories. Let me tell the story. Let me start off telling that a few years ago, several years ago, You've probably heard me talk about this before. I'll talk about it again. The Lord showed me, the Lord revealed to me 
that in my walk with Christ, just my daily walk, um, as, as well as any kind of ministry you have, there are three things that happen when you interact with other people. You witness, you witness. And when I talk about witness, what the Lord showed me is this is a legal term. You're a witness. Basically, the Spirit of God is viewing through your eyes. You witness. These things that you witness are then used in a court of law later on. This would be the, the judgment. And when you deal with people, you witness to them, you witness for them, or you witness against them. Now, that goes for me too. Oftentimes, I'm witness to, for, and against, all right? So it's not like I'm above that. Mm-hmm. But that's what the Lord showed me. So what he, what he clarified is that, especially years ago when we, we first started off in ministry, there was a lot of witnessing to people. And there are uh, people today that have uh, evangelical type of ministry, a missionary type of ministry, and they witness to people. In other words, they present the gospel of Christ and its purity to people so um, the Holy Spirit draws them unto the Father and gives them that measure of faith, they can be saved. Mm-hmm. Right? Witness tooth. So think about evangelizing in that case, right? right? We don't, personally, Ms. Kapow and I aren't, we don't have that kind of ministry. Uh, we never really did, but it's really rare where you're meeting somebody who's never heard the gospel of Christ, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really rare. Someone says, you know, tell me more about this, this so-called Jesus of Nazareth. Um, everybody's, everybody has heard. That's true. Everybody has heard, right? So this, this whole bit about, well, you got to say, you know, at Christmas time, it's the only time we get to witness to people and tell them about the birth of Christ and blah, 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 right? That's just a cop out. That's a cop out for people to celebrate their pagan holiday and feel good about it. It's a, it's a cop-out. Celebrate your pagan holiday and feel good about it. Think that it's about Christ. It's a pagan holiday. People already know about Christ. They've heard about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. They've heard about Jesus Christ. The second way is to witness for people. And that's a large part of what we do. It's not the largest part, but it's a large part of what we do. And that's picture, picture uh, edification. You witness for them. So you're, you give teaching, like a show like tonight. We're teaching about stinky Christians, a sweet savor to God, but you may stink to the world. A teaching like that, if it edifies somebody and it builds up the body, it builds up those who are really saved, real sheep hear the voice of the shepherd, and they have ears to hear, right, Ms. Capel? That's right. And eyes to see. That is witnessing for them. It benefits them, right? They're already saved. I don't have to witness to them. It's a witness for them, right? Mm-hmm. So when they exercise their faith, when God judges all of us for our works down here on earth, it's accounted righteousness unto us. 
our faith. Okay? Mm -hmm. Then the last category that was shown me is that we witness against people. Unfortunately, this is the vast majority of what this ministry is all about. This is what we do. We expose evil, whether it be politics, the judicial system, celebrities, the Illuminati, you know, you name it. But we expose false teachers, false Christ, false religions, false Christianity. We've written many books about this. We've written books, Eyes to See Unseen Enemies. Eyes to See Unseen Enemies is about the very enemies that exist in the very church that you may or may not attend. These, these books are written to expose the falsehoods. Another book is Christianity of Blasphemy. Christianity of Blasphemy is a book about the Gnostic lies that Christianity has become. So these, these kind of books witness against people. And how that works is on the day of judgment, on that last day, there are certain people that cannot then stand before the throne of God in his court of law. Remember, he's a righteous and just judge. Mm -hmm. They cannot then stand in front of the court of law and say, I did not know. I had no one tell me, and I had no opportunity to hear this. Because then the tape will be rolled back and go, what about this? What about our faithful servants, Mr. and Mrs. Kapow, who wrote the words we told them to wrote, right? And they put this out, but you you wouldn't read it. You weren't interested in it. Mm. I'm serious. It's not just us, our ministry. It's anybody who has a valid ministry. It's anybody. It, it, it even happens to us. I mean, on, on the day of judgment, is there something I'm missing? You know, I, I, I God forbid, that Christ would say, well, Paul, you, you missed the opportunity to, you didn't listen to this, this person, and, and I sent him your way yeah. to, 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 to straighten you out. Um, you, were, you were an Apollo, and I sent a, a Paul the Apostle your way to, to correct your, your doctrine, but you wouldn't listen. Yeah, I hope you're following me. I make, I'm making sense, right, Ms. Capel? Oh, I think so. Okay. So you witness two people, you witness for them, or you witness against them. Um, also, the music that we're producing here under Mesquite Cafe, music that I produced in the past, is, is, is witnessing against people often. Um, all That's Left Now, a song like All That's Left Now. Wow. How could anybody hear that and not, I think, and not question, not be moved a little bit and go, my goodness, what's going on here? What, what's this guy talking about when the mountain of fire comes crashing on the earth? You know? Um. How about why won't they listen, Ms. Capel? Mm -hmm. is, is, that's a song against people. It witnesses against them. Why won't you listen? Mm -hmm. It's Christ saying, I begged, I pleaded with you. My knuckles are bloody from knocking on the door and you won't let me in. And someday, you know, the sun's going to go gray and you're going to find yourself going to the grave and then you're going to just scream, 
why didn't I listen? Mm-hmm. It's like there are ministries out there. Many of you listening today have your own ministry. You have your own thing, whatever you do. You might do a podcast. Maybe you do YouTube. Maybe you just minister. You, maybe you minister on Facebook you, or you minister just to your family or to people you know. There's just, there's a wide variety of things God will set, set out for you to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you find yourself in these same situations. You know, are you witnessing to, for, or against people? Many, many people who are, or, who are awake, who have ears to hear and eyes to see, and the Holy Spirit has awakened them up to God's true spiritual truth, have family members, family members and friends that reject what they say, mm-hmm. what they believe. They don't listen. So you are in a, in a precarious place of witnessing to, for, and against. The Apostle Paul did the same thing. Sometimes he built churches. Other times he had to, he had to build them up, edify them, and other times he had to reprimand them. Yep. Right? To, for, and against. So God showed me that a long time ago because uh, the reason why he showed me that is because it was, it was very discouraging. You know, it was like, how come, how come I'm always so negative? How come I always got to be negative? I always got to expose these people to be so negative, Right? You know, it doesn't bother me now, but back then, you know, it was a question like, you know, how come I can't love, you know, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I, I expose because I love, you know, that's why I do it. It's like we take our time to this you know, afternoon talking to you because we love, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there's a lot of other things we could be doing. So two, for and against. So you got that. That's the basic mm-hmm. of it. So now I'm gonna. I, now that I set that up, I'm gonna tell you a little story because this has happened time and time, time again. I have millions of stories, but here's one who's that's recent. Okay, um, I I played music with this gentleman here uh, in the last uh, few years in, in a band. He's a uh, he's a recovered uh, alcoholic, so he's gone through all the the twelve steps all that stuff. And when you talk to him, he will talk about God. You know, I thank God every day. As they all do. Because that's part of the 12 step. Yeah, it's part of that. I thank God every day when I wake up. I look at the beautiful mountains. I thank God. I look at my home. I thank God. I thank God for my friend. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. Right? Mm -hmm. Thank God. But when you see the man's life in his other conversation, it's not the same God that you know. Nope. Right? There's no change in his, his heart. He might be a recovered alcoholic. But, you know, this particular individual now smokes a lot of dope. That's okay. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Booze bad. Marijuana, smoke bowls of it. And he talks about it all the time. Doesn't he not? Yep. He loves talking about his, his, his bowl smoking. Just loves it. And tries to encourage as many people as he can to do the same. So this gentleman, <clears throat> I played music with him, um, and we like a lot of the same kind of music. We like blues. We like old blues. We like all kinds of different blues. And um, we actually played in the same group together in, in the past. And I would consider him a, um, when I say a friend, I mean he's an acquaintance, you know what I mean? But, you know, he's not an enemy, right? Mm-hmm. So... What would happen if, you, you know, picture yourself, you're in a situation, you played music with somebody, and you knew them, you have the same taste, musical taste and everything, 
And then you produce a CD of songs and you give your friend the CD of songs. What kind of reaction would you expect? Well, you'd expect to hear what he thought of the music. Yeah, you'd expect some kind of feedback, mm-hmm. you know? Like, hey, that's amazing. You did that and blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, we should get together. Why didn't you call me and I would have played harmonica on it? Or blah, 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 you know? Something. Something. And this has happened time and time again. It's not just this one individual. This has happened time and time again. And um, it's happened with the books and, and now it happens with the music. So anyway, you know, I, I, uh, I write a bunch of songs for uh, this CD called Time's End under Mesquite Cafe. And it has some secular songs on it, but all the secular songs on it are to, um, it points to a certain theme, right? Fire down below, can't get no satisfaction. It's all about the world, right? Mm-hmm. And then I have songs like, you know, All That's Left Now on there, or 1133 Blues, or or He's a Lie about Satan, but the lies of Satan. All bluesy, kind of rocky stuff. The kind of, kind of music that this guy likes. So I give him, you know, a CD and I go, here, listen to this. Right? It's a kind of a good witnessing tool, is it not? I think so. Because then you go, wow. Here, here's the reaction I would expect. It's like, wow, those lyrics are heavy. What made you write about that? Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you, you know, what 1133 is. Yeah, it should, it should um, produce some kind of dialogue. Yeah. Spark an interest. Yeah. Ask me a few questions. And that opens up the, like Paul says, it opens up the door. There's a door open to then present truth, mm-hmm. right? Witness two. But no, not on my watch. I never get a witness two. I get some witness four on a show like this. But for the most part, I get witness against. That's my gig. So I, hand, I give him this stuff. I don't hear nothing from him. Odd. And then uh, when I see him again, he does tell me, he goes, um, he goes, I loved the production. He goes, I loved everything from the picture, the photography, to the way it was laid out. Mm-hmm. I loved the quality, the recording, everything. But? But I just don't like, mm-hmm. I just don't like the songs. What? I just don't like the songs. Now, these are the same songs that he would like, like 1133 Blues. That's just nothing more than 12-bar blues. When I played in a band with him, I used to sing the 12-bar blues with him. I used to sing Red House, Jimi Hendrix's Red House. It's the exact same chord progression. It's the same thing. How could you like Red House but not like 1133, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's a lie, bluesy song. Um, all that's, It's all bluesy. It's the kind of music he would like. Loved the production, hated the songs. E- even the secular songs. Can't get no satisfaction, Fire Down Below, Bob Seger. What? Mm. It's, it's hard to get your head around that, right? Mm-hmm. So recently, recently, about uh, two weeks ago, I had breakfast with him. Um, he came by a restaurant when Miss Capel and I were eating. We had breakfast and we chatted for a long time. And I told him, say, hey, I got some other stuff I'm going to send you. <laughs> okay. So for the next four days, I kept sending him 
these music videos that I did of those songs. Maybe, maybe if you watch it on video, it will spark interest. Mm. So I said to him, you know, he's a lie. All the li- but Satan's a liar. He's a lie. Don't hear nothing from him. Cricket. Now, this guy was an avid texter. He would text me all the time. Yeah, so he doesn't have that for an excuse. Yeah, he doesn't have that for an excuse. He has a smartphone. He has an iPhone. He texts. He's technologically savvy. There's, there's, he's in town. He doesn't travel. He's retired. Don't hear nothing. The next day, now I don't do this kind of on my own. I got to be honest with you. It's, it's like I'm driven to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like the spirit tells me to do this stuff. I don't sound like the, you know, I hear voices in my head. God says, send this guy to it. But it just, it's, how would you put it, Ms. Kapow? It's a desire. Yeah. Yeah, it's a desire, like Ms. Kapow says, to do this. You know, because I, you know, I'm human too. I don't want to sit there and get rejected. Right. Why should I give somebody something to somebody, to people that they don't want to hear? Mm-hmm. Why do I keep doing that? So I don't hear nothing from him. The next day I sent him the video of 1133 Blues. Nothing. Crickets. The next day, I sent him uh, the video of, uh, you know, all that's left now. Nothing. Next day, I sent a video of why won't you listen, right? Nothing. Mm-mm. Nothing. So last Saturday, I'm work. I'm playing. I'm working with, with my band, and he comes in. And, um, you know, I as soon as he walks in, I, I hand him a dollar. He goes, what's this for? And I said, well, that's to buy a new phone because obviously your phone is broken <laughs> because you don't answer your tax, Oops. you know? And so he goes, oh, I get it. I get it here. Take your dollar. I get it. I get it. You know? And then, uh, he goes, he goes, he goes, I, he goes, I'm referring, I've sending people over to Mesquite cafe. I'm referring, but he never said anything. So it stands that he just can't stand. He doesn't, he doesn't like the songs. Yeah. He doesn't like the message. Yeah, so what? he likes the production. He likes the music. I sang with him in the band. He likes I, the way I sing. He, like every, he doesn't like the songs. I know it sounds very odd. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Why would something like that occur? And the thing is, is because the songs, the message, would produce stinks to him. It smells of death. It's, it's what Paul says, death unto death. Mm-hmm. That's why. And, um, you know, not to drag out a long story, but this, this ain't the only time it's happened. I just, uh, was it last week that your friend was over here, Ms. Kapow? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Linda had a friend over here and um, we know her and her husband. Her husband, they have come out. They know, they play him, a musician. He's good. I love blah, blah. I gave him, here's a CD of Time's In. Gave her the CD of uh, Celtic Chill, you know, bubble here. Give him a CD. Never heard nothing. Nothing. Got another friend over here that plays music. He plays harmonica and cajon and, once again, loves the way I drum and sing. And he is always quick to give compliments. Always quick. It's, yeah. Loves the way I play. He's been over the house playing my drums and stuff. Gave him a CD. Crickets, nothing. The only thing I heard was from a guy that we gave a CD to, and he was drunk when he was listening to it. <laughs> and he texted, he said something like, um, sounds like Janis Joplin, I feel weird right now. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And he was he was on um, he was drinking and on um, Xanax, and he felt weird <laughs> listening to the music. And that was that was it. Okay, so hey, it maybe it just sucks, and people are like, "Ooh, I'm too embarrassed to tell him that." Mm-hmm. It could be that. Um, I I don't think it is because I get compliments when it's not Christ, you know Christian related. Mm-hmm. You know, I can sing Red House Blues and I get compliments. I can oh, sing yeah. rave. Yeah, compliments. I can sing Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger in, in a bar, and and they love it, right? Mm-hmm. I do this other stuff; it's crickets. Not so much. So very, very odd. Very odd. So you may be experiencing something very similar in your life, and I can tell you story after story. I mean, this ain't just one little isolated deal. This goes way back to when we started writing books. My my personal family has never read my books. Don't you find that kind of strange? Mm-hmm. On, a, on a real level, on a real level, if your brother or sister wrote a book, would you read it? Would you not read it? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, maybe it's just me. I would. I'd want to see what they wrote about. They're my brother. They're my sister. They're my son. I just think it's odd. It's just really odd. I got, we have friends, Christian friends. They've never read our stuff. Huh? Yeah. Huh? I don't know. They've never listened to this podcast either. They know we do it. They commend us for doing it, but they don't listen to it. I don't know. But I think I do know. And that's what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. You have anything to add to that, Ms. Capel? Nope. All right. So, if you're a Christian, you smell. You're right. You, you, to God, you're a sweet aroma. But to other people, you stink. And this is, this is what's happening. See, you witness to, for, or against. When you witness against, you just smell. Mm-hmm. You're stinky. You ever meet people who just seem like they just don't, you know, they can't help but like it because, you know, you're, you're nice. You got the, the Lord in you and stuff, but they, they just, don't, you know, they just, they just really don't uh, like you. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. They just do a weird torture. Mm-hmm. It's a spirit thing, right? Mm-hmm. You don't even have to know them. You could just see them in the store or something. There's a spirit thing. Yep, that's true. So let's go to uh, the NASB. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 through 17. Got it. Got it. And let's just break it all down. Should I read it first? Read, read the whole thing, and then we'll go back up. Okay. But thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. For we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one, an aroma from death to death. To the other, an aroma from life to life. And who is adequate for these things? For we are not, like many, peddling the word of God, but as from sincerity, but as from God, we speak in Christ in the sight of God. Okay. We'll go over that. And look at some words here. 
So starting at verse 14, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph, right? God always makes us triumph in Christ, not in ourselves, but in our Messiah. Mm-hmm. And manifests or appears or makes clear, makes visible, makes evident. It reveals through us the sweet, that means fragrance, aroma, the smell, the sweet aroma, the very sweet fragrance of what? The knowledge the gnosis, the knowledge, the understanding of him, mm-hmm. of our Messiah, of God in every place. What Paul is saying, he's thanking God that always leads him in triumph, always leads him in triumphant leadership mm-hmm. through Messiah and reveals to people a very sweet fragrance of knowledge of God mm-hmm. to everyone and at every place they go. Yep. In 2 Corinthians 3, he says, not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God. That's right. To God. Mm-hmm. It says also that who has who has also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Amen. And in verse 15, he goes on and says, and this is the key verse here that we're going to hang on. For we are a fragrance. That word is different than the word sweet aroma. Sweet aroma is the word, the Greek word, osme. It means smell. It's an aroma, a fragrance. We're aroma, aroma. Through us, there's a sweet smell of the knowledge in every place. Mm. And then in verse 15, he says, for we are a fragrance. And that word is euodia. And it means fragrant or fragrance. Mm. It's not just the sweet smell. It is actually the fragrance of Christ to God. This is important to order here. For we are a fragrance. You smell good. You're a fragrance of Christ. What does Christ smell like, people? Well, you... you we should be smelling like him to God. When God goes, he should smell the fragrance of Christ on us. Mm-hmm. That kind of gives me a little, a little bit of chills, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It, it, it. Can you imagine? God goes, ooh, what's that? Oh, that's Brother Kapow, Miss Kapow. They smell like they smell like Messiah. Well, we no longer have the stent, the smell or the stench of death anymore because in Christ we're alive. Amen. And that goes right with the stinking of death unto death, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. 
Wow. For it is of Christ that we are a sweet savor unto God. Yes. Because we are now the righteousness of him. He is our righteousness. He, we, are, we have put on the righteousness of Christ, which is a delight unto the Lord. Amen. The savor of what God says, the savor of his Christ, of his Christ's knowledge, that goes with 14, see? The knowledge of him in every place they go. The savor, God, smell, boy, that, smells like, that smells like my son. That smells like Messiah. The savor in, in his knowledge. We not only scatter that savor, we not only scatter that smell, but we ourselves are the sweet smell, mm-hmm. right? We ourselves are the sweet smell. In the Song of Solomon, Ms. Capel, mm. 1-3, it says, your oils have a pleasing fragrance. Your name is like purified oil. Therefore, the maidens love you. Mm. Your name is like a purified oil. John 1.14 says, this is the word made flesh here. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we saw his glory. Glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. And in verse 16 For of his fullness we have all received and grace upon grace. Mm. Ephesians 5.2 says, And walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. Huh. As a fragrant aroma to God. And so we should walk in love just as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us. Mm-hmm. And in 1 John 2, 27, as for you, the anointing which you received from him abides in you. And you have no need for anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, And just as it has taught you, you abide in him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The aroma. Anything to add there, Ms. Capel? Well, just that, um, I don't know if you read this one, but the 1 Corinthians 15, Mm -mm. where it says, By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me did not prove vain, but I labored even more than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God is with me. Mm Mm-hmm. It's all through Christ. Mm-hmm. But when you abide in Christ and you abide in that and then in the knowledge, his, you abide in the, his knowledge, it's a savor, it's a sweet smell to God. Mm-hmm. Right? It, right? Now, let's clarify. It's not head knowledge. You can study theology all you want. You can be a scholar all you want. You can sit around and debate uh, the five points of Calvinism. The five points Arminianism, you know, right? Mm-hmm. You could be an all millennialist, millennialist, the pre millennialist, 
a post-millennialist. You can debate all that stuff. He's not talking about head knowledge. He's talking about the knowledge of Christ, that which faith enacts as a seed in you. Mm-hmm. Right? For it has, I'm sorry, go ahead. No. It was going to have the same teaching where Peter was talking about um, Christ being the cornerstone. It says, for this is contained in Scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a, cor- a choice stone, a precious cornerstone, and he who believes in him will not be um, made put to shame. And this precious value then is for you who believe, but for those who disbelieve, the stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. For they stumble because they are disobedient to the word, and to this doom they are also appointed. Wow. It's like a, it's like a different metaphor instead of uh, the metaphor of, of smell. Mm-hmm. It's a metaphor of rocks and stumbling. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Christ, it's a stone of, of building up. Mm-hmm. It's a cornerstone that you build everything upon that. But if you're not in Christ, you're going to fall on it. Well, you stumble at it. And that's basically what it is. When they hear the, the gospel, they don't want to hear it because it's, you know, it makes them stumble. Mm-hmm. And then it's the same um, scripture that says that these people that hear the gospel, they can't really hear it because they don't have ears to hear and they enjoy the evil, the darkness, more than the light. They love, they love their their little uh, deceptions, huh? Mm-hmm. That, that the truth. That's what the scripture teaches. Mm-hmm. So once again, we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved. And among those who are perishing, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's get that straight. The order in the Greek is, for it is of Christ that we are a sweet savor unto God. Thus the four justifies his previous words in 2 Corinthians 2.14, the savor of his Christ's knowledge. Mm Mm-hmm. And we scatter that savor, right? And then when it says, for we are a fragrance of Christ. So you smell like Christ to God among those who are being saved. You guess it, that are being saved. And among those who are perishing. Um. In First Coloss- oh, Corinthians one eighteen, says, "For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God." Mm-hmm. That goes right with the your cornerstone mm-hmm. and the stumbling block goes right with that. Um, as the light, though it blinds in darkness, the weak, it is for all that still light. And honey, though it tastes bitter to the sick, is in itself still sweet. Mm-hmm. So the gospel is still of a sweet savor, though many perish through unbelief. Mm. Okay? It's still a sweet savor. It doesn't make it not sweet. 
It only stinks to them. Mm-hmm. Right? That's it only right. stinks to them. Um, here's 2 Corinthians 4, 3, 4, and 6. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 4. In whose case the God, that's Lucy Loser in the Sky with Trannies, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving mm-hmm. so that they may not see the light of the gospel, yep. of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. It's like the parable of the seed. Satan actually steals the seed. Mm-hmm. And so if it's stolen, it's gone. There's nothing you can do with your old work uh, to get saved. Mm -mm. You have an exercise of free will where that Holy Spirit draws a person and that measure of faith is given to them. That's the free will. It's all about the free will. It's always been a battle about the will Mm -hmm. all the way from the garden. Adam and Eve exercised their free will. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says, For God, who said, Light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Mm-hmm. There is that sweet savor of the knowledge, the gnosis of God, the gnosis of Messiah. Right? That's right. So we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. You're still a sweet fragrance. And then in verse 16, then in verse 16, Paul writes, to the one, an aroma from death to death, hmm. to the other, an aroma from life to life. And who is adequate for these things? To the one, so which one, can we guess which one is which, who he's talking about? Mm-hmm. To the one, an aroma from death to death, which, which one is that? Those who are being saved or those who are perishing? The one an aroma from death to death. That's the people who are perishing. Mm -hmm. You stink the gospel, your life, the spirit in you, the way you behave, the law of God that's written upon your hearts causes those that are perishing to, to... to be repulsed by the smell of death. Mm-hmm. They don't like it. And that's why when I start off with that story, hey, I gave this guy, I know this guy, he likes this kind of music. That's why I never heard anything from him. That's why he says, I like everything but the songs. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's death. It smells like death. I don't I don't want to hear what you have to say. 
I believe in God. I thank God every day. I'm off of alcohol. I like my bowl of marijuana. I like being in a stupor. I like doing these other things. I don't want to hear about your all that's left now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about the mountain of fire coming down on earth. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about why I won't listen and who's knocking on the door, won't let you in. I don't want to hear it because it stinks. Yeah. And the word is, on aroma is osmi. It's the fragrance. It's the sweet aroma. To the ones, a sweet aroma from death. Thanatos. From death to death. And to others, the sweet aroma from life to life. Mm -hmm. Zoe to Zoe. Yeah, it's kind of like um, when Paul says, I am crucified to the world and the world is crucified to me. It's like, because you're crucified to the world, you're dead to the world. Or yep. the, the world is, you know, you, the world doesn't accept you because of your death on the cross. But then it's the vice versa too, where the world is crucified to us, it's dead to us. It has no value to us at all either no value but with death too comes like a stench because your uh your your flesh is rotting Mm -hmm. you know and it goes back to mark where jesus said um if your foot causes you to sin cut it off it is better for you to enter life and this is being born again lame than to have two feet and be thrown into hell or if your eye causes you to sin pluck it out for it is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where the worm dies not and the fire is not quenched. Mm-hmm. You're saying that the worm, the worm causes a... Um... Well, because your body is already decaying. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, if you have like um, decayed meat, mm-hmm. you get maggots that feed on your flesh because of the stench, the stink. The rot. Yeah. Just the stench from death to death. Mm-hmm. And the thing I find that's interesting from death to death, it's talking about, well, you're gonna, everybody's going to die. Everybody is going to have a physical death. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to have a second death, an eternal death. It still stinks. It's an aroma from death to death. And everybody has a life that lived. You were, we were all born. And then there's a secondary life. There's an immortal life. Mm-hmm. It's a sweet aroma. It's an odor arising out of death. It's a mere announcement of a dead Christ, a virtually lifeless gospel. Mm. Unbelievers regard the gospel as a dead Christ and a lifeless gospel, right? Mm-hmm. And that ends with a natural consequence of death and a second death of eternal punishment. Not very good. Mm-mm. But those who believe, there's an odor, there's a sweet savor arising out of life. It's the announcement of a risen and living Savior. Well, this really has to do with you're either loving the truth or you're not. It really is. It really is. You know, there's a context in which Paul was writing all this stuff because there were many false teachers and um, idiots at the Corinthian church. 
there's a context behind this. But yeah, that's basically what he's saying. You know, are, are you are you biting in Christ or not? Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew twenty one forty four, and this goes with what you read about the cornerstone and the stumbling block. Mm. Matthew twenty one forty four says, and he who falls on this stone, that means Christ, will be broken to pieces. Whoa, that's going to hurt, right? Mm-hmm. But then it says, but on whomever it falls, it will scatter him like dust. Oh. Mm. If you stumble on it, you're going to be broken to pieces. But if it falls on you, you're going to be scattered like dust. Luke 2, 34. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the mm. fall and rise of many in Israel and for a sign to be opposed. Mm. You see that? Right there, Simeon prophesied that Christ was a witness against. He's appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel and for a sign to be opposed. Mm-hmm. Right from the beginning, there's opposition. There's a witness against. John 9.39, And Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world. Let me say that again. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, so that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may become blind. Mm. So Paul ends this saying, um, and who is adequate for these things? In other words, who's adequate to have the, the sweet aroma of Christ that God smells? And verse 17, this ends this, he says, for we are not like many, many, much, a whole bunch of people. We are not like many peddling, a huckster, a peddler, making trade, peddling the word of God. Mm. We are not like many hucksters peddling the word of God, but as from sincerity, but as from God, we speak in Christ in the sight of God. Amen. So even in Paul's day, the Corinthians church, there were many, not a few, but many hucksters and peddlers of the logos of God mm. who, were, who were perishing and sending those ignorant into perishing conditions also. See, nothing's really changed much. <laughs> same thing, same thing. Um, Second Corinthians eleven eighteen, it says, "Since many boast according to the flesh, I will boast also." That word "many." Philippians two twenty one, Paul wrote, "For they all seek after their own interest, mm-hmm. not those of Christ Jesus. For they all seek after their own interest, and not of those of Christ Jesus." So whose interest should we be seeking after? Huh? 
lot of false teachers were there. There are many, many false teachers, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so Paul talks about all those false teachers in the 10th through 12th chapters of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen, he says, for such men are false apostles. They're deceitful workers. They're disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. In hmm. First Thess 2, 3, he says, for our exhortation does not come from error or impurity or by way of deceit. Mm-hmm. See, and so you'll know them by their fruit because they're not wa- walking in love. Yeah. If you look at the uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 13, the whole description of what love should be, mm-hmm. they don't fit that. No, because they're hucksters. Mm-hmm. I like that word. They, they think about themselves and not about other people. They're just the gain. Let's do the gospel of gain. How about uh, when I posted that thing on Facebook about the, uh, the parable group? And it's like, get the free book on... Uh, uh, salaries, your church salaries. Mm-hmm. How much are you worth? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's called hucksters, my friends. You do this for a job? This is a job. This is—is is this a career? Wow. They adulterate as hucksters do. Wine for gain. Apparently, back then, I probably do it now. You would adulterate wine. You know, instead of giving pure wine, you'd mix it with water or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's adulterated. Um, drug dealers do that all the time. You know, they it's called stepping on stepping on their product, right? So they're gonna mm-hmm. sell cocaine. They uh, they don't they don't sell pure cocaine. They take it and they cut it. They cut it with all kinds of stuff. Sometimes they cut it with Clorox and bleach. You know, mm. <laughs> A lie, Red Devil lie. You know, crack cocaine's cut with all kinds of chemicals. Uh, so is meth. You know, they're not gonna, you're not going to sell the pure thing. Um, so it's cut. That's what a huckster does. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians 4.2, Paul says, but we have renounced the things hidden because of shame, not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of God. That's important. Yes. Adulterating. Are you stepping on the word of God? Are you cutting the word of God? To fit the, the the homosexual agenda, the transgender agenda, the agenda, the acceptance and it, love wins. Mm. Are we adulterating the word of God because love wins? Paul says, but by the manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man, consci- every man's conscience in the sight of God. Amen. And what does Isaiah say? In, in 122, he says, your silver has become dross. Your drink is diluted with water. God said that in Isaiah. Second mm-hmm. Peter 2, 3. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Peter said this close to 2,000 years ago, folks. Yeah, isn't that true? In mm-hmm. their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. They're going to get their due recompense. They make merchandise of ignorant, biblically ignorant Christians or people who call themselves Christians, but they're not even saved. Mm -hmm. They don't even know the gospel of Christ. They believe in a false gospel. It's sad. 
but that is the plain truth. Mm-hmm. So if you abide in him and you're a sheep and you hear his voice, you are a sweet aroma to God because you smell like Messiah, but you smell like death to those who are perishing. Mm-hmm. That's why they want to listen to you. That's right. That could be your mother. It could be your father. It could be your son. Your it spouse. could be your sister. It could be your cousin. It could be your next door neighbor. It could be your boss. It could be the best friend since high school. Mm-hmm. It could be your pastor. It could be your Sunday school teacher. It could be the church secretary. It doesn't matter. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, Ms. Capel, what else you got? Well, I wanted to read um, Psalm 22. Excellent. It says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my deliverance are the words of my groaning. Yeah. Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I have no rest. Yet you are holy, O you who are enthroned upon the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were delivered. In you they trusted and were not disappointed. But I am a worm and not a man, a reproach of men and despised by the people. All who see me sneer at me. They separate with the lip. They wag the head saying, Commit yourself to the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him because he delights in him. Yet you are he who brought me forth from the womb. You made me trust when upon my mother's breasts. Upon you I was cast from birth. You have been my God from my mother's womb. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They open wide their mouth at me as a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within me. My strength is dried up like a pot's herd, and my tongue cleaves to my jaws. And you lay me in the dust of death, for dogs have surrounded me. A band of evil doers have encompassed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones, and they look, they stare at me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, be not far far off. O you, my help, hasten to my assistance. Deliver my soul from the sword, my only life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of the wild oxen you answer me. I will tell of your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But he, when he cried to him for help, he heard. From you comes my praise in the great assembly, and I shall pay my vows before those who fear him. The afflicted will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will worship you before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth will eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust will bow before him even he who cannot keep his soul alive. 
Posterity will serve him. It will be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They will come and will declare his righteousness to a people who will be born that he has performed it. Wow. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's all about our Messiah. Amen. That is Jesus Christ as our sacrificial lamb, our Passover lamb on the cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Ms. Capel. All righty. Ciao, babies. Here we wait for Judgment Day. Eyes were told to watch and pray. Help me, Lord, to firmly stand. Waiting for that son of man. No more trouble or dismay. Waiting for that Judgment Day.
watch me day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eyes were told to watch and pray. Yeah, 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 yeah. Help me, Lord, to firmly stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waiting for that son of man.